0: takes a lot to make a stew A pinch of salt and a lot of juice A scoop of kids and apple spice love to make it nice you got too many cooks, too many cooks Too many cooks, too many cooks Too many cooks, too many
1: cooks Alright, and welcome back to the podcast um, This time uh, we have... Four regional champions and Ryan Harris with us on the call. Uh, <laughs> introduce yourselves.
2: I'm Ryan Harris.
3: <laughs> um, I'm Arden.
1: Uh, I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so West Regional is just wrapped up, <clears throat> and uh, we're here about what just happened because it was a pretty interesting one especially on the collegiate side of things um with utah state taking the trophy i guess if there was one
4: medals yeah
1: medals and uh Cal taking second place um so let's, let's... one of the things i wanted to was the thing on facebook last week about uh One of you has your fucking audio on and is really fucking with the echo. I think it might be you, cam. Oh, uh... Do you have earphones?
4: (laughs) Yeah, I can get headphones. Hold up.
1: (laughs) Maybe we should figure this out. Anyway, in the meantime, there was like this thing that everyone was shook about that uh, FBI has posted content and someone was talking about how 8th man doesn't post good content or doesn't post enough content and that there's enough content being posted out there. There's a distinction to be made between good content and just content, period. Um, And I think that distinction is very important to make. Uh, I think 8th Man does a really good job with the content that they do put out. And, like, there hasn't been shit that's been happening at a relevant national level this season. Um, The good teams are good and the bad teams are bad. And that's just how this season has been playing out. And I think, like, it would be hard to expect 8-man to provide reliable and, like, statistically-based information on each region's, like, shitty tournaments that are not regionals and that are not HPI. Um So I think it's, like, insane to expect them to keep putting out content like that, first of all. Second of all, I think um, there is a place and importance for, like, sources like FBI. Like, I think they do a great job of covering the West. I think they talk about pretty much everything that goes on in the West and I think that's important because like you have players on B teams, you have players on D2 teams, you have players on community teams that you know aren't the best community teams that want to hear about their teams, that want to hear about what's going on in the region that may not be relevant at a national level because it's important to them Um, and I think there's need for that coverage too but I think that coverage needs to come with a certain level of accuracy and I think FBI doesn't necessarily always provide that accuracy. And I think the information that they provide always has to be, or like their opinions always have to be taken with a certain grain of salt. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just like some of the information is very accurate. For example, the information on NORCA is often very, very accurate because, you know, the writers are familiar with those teams, but oftentimes the information on teams outside of their near area is not accurate. And I think that needs to also be uh <clears throat> taken into consideration so i think like there's a place for both um at risk of sounding too diplomatic but i think um you can't expect quality content just because it's being put out there uh, there's a lot of shit content like hoops hops heels put shit out all the time that's crap um like they're never right so like it's almost like a thing of do you want too much content or do you want good content and i think it's it's you need to get a mix and if you're getting too much content then you shouldn't fact check that shit because oftentimes like scores that they talk about or players that they talk about aren't really that good um like for example fbi put out an article that said that gambits have multiple team usa caliber players like i'm on the gambits you don't every position is not stacked with team usa players we have jenny on our team (laughs) like i'm just saying like that's it's the truth of the matter we we have depth for the west we don't have Na- like international debt. So, like, you got to take into consideration who they're talking about, who, who's talking about. Because even um, when they talk about like very specific collegiate players, the information isn't correct because it's hard to find out what like a team's crucial, a college team's crucial player is if it's not their main player. Um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Anyways. Um, also,
0: I wanted to say it was
3: like the last. I don't know. A bunch of people were saying like the Eighth Man doesn't put out like gameplay articles. Um, first of all, because there's very little film out there. And if you actually go on 8thman.com right now, like the top article is the Heroes vs. Villains uh, College Preview that yeah. uh, rag wrote. and it's like the most in-depth thing I've seen like about every single matchup. That's pretty accurate um, about what Texas, Kansas, like. UCLA do and yeah. literally when I shared it to AQD, three people liked it. And it was me, Fenning, and the guy who wrote it. Like just knowing one gives a shit about like quality content. Um, so,
1: to through. it's easier to read through like a a list of the nine teams attending and the four big players on each, yeah. uh, each of those nine teams. And it's harder to read, you know, detailed descriptions of how games between two collegiate teams will play out.
3: Yeah. So like I mean, people can't ask for content and not read it and then and there's a reason like, I know Ethan Durham said this was like, it's easy to do podcasts like what we're doing because you just kind of ramble on. Yeah. But, it's, know, but an article is short, but it's way harder to write. Absolutely. No one writes. Hard. So like, I don't know, you just expect too much and like don't actually consume the content that they're asking for.
1: And it is also free. Like, don't forget that none of us are getting paid to write these articles. Like that is to be appreciated whenever people put an effort into their articles or whatever that they do. Um and, like, again, like I said, like, not to, like, shit on FBI or shit on uh, Eighth Man. Like, the content that they put out is relevant to the teams that they put it out for. Um, and I think Eighth Man's content is very relevant at the national stage. And I think the national stage has, has like, barely come into action in the last, like, month and a half. So, anyways, uh, back to Western Cup. <clears throat> Let's talk about what happened. Um, we had a first-time champion in Utah State. And... Cameron's here to talk about it. How did you guys do it? What? How did you guys feel about it?
4: Uh, felt pretty good. We were, I mean, we were prepared for everything. We had lost, you know, we lost Anteaters three weeks ago, which, uh, which was weird and sucked. Um, but we just put a lot into game planning for Anteaters day one because we knew we'd have to play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were hoping we could get the tiebreakers that we only had to go through one of UCLA and Cal. And, uh, yeah, Cal made sure that didn't happen. But so
1: how did how did day one go for? you? How was your antiter game
4: on day one? it was it was fine. yeah we, like I feel I feel dumb bitching about it the first game, but like <laughs> like it felt like just every little thing, every like semi questionable beat before call or every like loose quaffle on the ground went their way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know what they looked like going into it. so
0: right.
4: we just we just game plan form hard. I think we were up like seven when we caught on day one. Yeah. Um, it was rainy and shitty conditions but we still put them away pretty easy
1: right um, Ryan are you muted I can't hear you dude yeah um, yeah sorry <clears throat> uh, yeah This 110 to 30 that was the game that I feel like that was the only relevant game on day one right Collegiately, because everyone else had on the other teams um, like between UCLA and Huh? Yeah, in general,
4: like among like, the top teams. Right. Yeah, that that was the only one that on paper before looked like it could be close. Um, everything else just mattered for point differential, or not for point differential, for quaffle points against, pretty much. Right.
1: So, <clears throat> so that day one ended with Utah State winning their pool out of... Uh, get Taking all the wins, UCLA taking all the wins, and Cal taking all the
4: wins in, in yeah. that pool. Is that right? I yeah. Think, it, yeah, I think that Blood and game might have been the closest that any one seed had against another team right. for Coffee Point differential.
1: And that game was the only one that mattered, I feel like, because NAU looked so flat out there. NAU looked, I, I mean, they lost the one guy who was kind of decent on that team, and they lost yeah. Colin before the season started.
4: Yeah, they are missing people this weekend too. They were missing Reeker, uh, some others, yeah. I think. Yeah, not ideal. And uh, their best beater, Davis, was nursing a quad thing all weekend. He was on crutches sometimes.
3: One hundred and one, the guy that yeah. took down right twice.
4: <laughs> is that what happened?
2: Yeah,
3: I don't know. We can't hear him, but like Harris oh. posted like some Facebook comment. Hey, there he is.
2: Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, Sick. So. that kid came after us really hard. Like in the beginning of the NAU game, we were kind of just like coasting, and our beaters like missed a beat or something. And so I was gonna let him just wrap me up and take me all the way back to my keeper zone, pressure me all the way back, so that we didn't have to worry about like resetting the ball. But then you just put me on the ground. Then you put Jonathan on the ground like two plays later. So that kid <laughs> was a stud.
4: But does he still happened. do that under the thigh wrap?
2: I don't even know what hit me, honestly, because I was just like letting him wrap me up, jogging back, and then next thing I knew, I was on my ass and the ball was out. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, so on day one, everything was decided based on how many goals you guys allowed, right? Which also is super weird. It's
2: not,
1: so it's not differential,
4: it's just the number of coaffle points conceded. Yeah, that's the third one. So it goes head-to-head, which wasn't going to matter for the mm-hmm. one seeds comparing to each other. And then record before snitch catch, which nobody was going to be down in quaffle points. And then uh, QPA, <laughs> yeah, just to, I think they just didn't want people like defensive seeking to try and get like a 200 to 50 blowout instead the game fast.
2: I get that. I like that as a tiebreaker. I just think the mm. way that it was set up, you knew who the teams are going to be going in. Why would you put it in three pools and just have us all like yeah. try and pound on people on day one?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and with, the, with the tiebreaker, it makes you like leave your, it's harder to play reserves. Cause I know yeah. in our first game we played wizard West when we kind of like cycled through and we gave up three goals and then we looked at the scores for you guys, and we're like, "Oh shit!" Like you guys get one goal and zero goals. So then yeah. we had to blank Stanford and NAU. Um, and I mean, I mean, I, I personally like the tiebreaker. That's just like a, just like a side effect of it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucked because going into it at first, I was like, you know, we have some guys that don't play very much. We have a couple guys that didn't play day two, and I was hoping they'd be able to get like plenty of minutes day one, just play until they were tired and like couldn't go in anymore, but if I did that against Western Washington, they, they could have scored five, and uh, I, was, I was really, really hoping we could get the one, even though we had anteaters, which I think were one of the
2: mm-hmm.
4: teams more likely to put up points on us compared to NAU or something.
2: Yeah. yeah. Calvary lucked out by getting Stanford and Wizards, two winless teams, and then NAU. Yeah, I mean, I guess it
3: didn't matter in the end, but yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'd hope the wizards were gonna because when I, when I saw they put up three on you guys, I was like, oh, I guess it's us and UCLA. Hopefully, they let up three to wizards. Nope.
1: Yeah. So it
4: sounds like yeah.
1: thanks UCLA for conceding to ASU, huh? Yeah. Um, um, All
3: okay, right. Pivot to day two. How that yeah, kind of went?
1: Yeah. Let's talk about day two because let's see, <laughs> the first important game is awesome. UCLA Utah State game. Yeah.
2: Well, the first important game was UCLA-NAU because that's when Jonathan hurt his ankles.
1: Oh, he re-hurt his ankles?
2: Yeah, Jacob Davis took him down, and I'm pretty sure that's when he re-aggravated his ankle injury. So he, like, could not play the Utah State game.
1: Gotcha. That
3: was, that, that's, that's why everyone was saying, like, Jonathan looked like shit in the Utah State game. I was
2: like, yeah, no, it's because Jacob Davis put him on the ground, and then he, like, couldn't walk. He was, like, icing and wrapping his ankle for, like, the three hours for the Utah State game. So, that's yeah. Big hope. Yeah, yeah. it's a big Yeah, it's a big hurt. Like, it's a big problem for us. But also, like, he goes down almost every tournament now. So yeah. you got to be that's real that's careful about that. a coding injury now, so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, a thing with how he plays, like, physically. Like, I don't think, other than, like, Westerns, until they switch it to, like, college. Like, college only, has never made it through a two-day tournament. Like, healthy. Just because you just take beating after beating,
1: you know? Um,
3: yeah. And just, like, something bound to like, happen like that. So. Yeah. I mean, lucky they have you, but you need to beat.
2: Yeah, exactly. So our problem is we got me, Jonathan, and Justin. And when all three of us are there, then we have enough depth to beat good teams. But if one of the three of us goes out, then we're really, like, missing something like that edge that we have. Yeah, we want to go into the (laughs) UCLA-Utah State game? Yeah, let's
1: talk about that one. I I thought you guys looked so flat coming out into that game. Like, that was clearly a game that was Utah State's upset. Like, Utah State was the underdog. UCLA was supposed to be the better team, supposed to be the more talented roster, blah, blah, blah. But, like, from the get-go, UCLA just looked like they were just ready to back up. They were like, all right, cool, let's just play this game. If we win it, awesome. If not, let's just back up. And Utah State looked like they were like, hey, we can beat UCLA, let's do it. And I think... That was a pretty significant factor in how the, the team came out into the first 10 minutes. It wasn't until, like, I'd say, what, 10, 12 minutes that UCLA really started, like, firing up and, and really putting some points, significant points on the board.
2: Yeah, well, it was a slow game. I know, obviously, not having Jonathan comes into it hurts our morale. I know yeah. we asked to not have Rain City refs, and then USQ didn't make any effort to switch that, and that kind of ticked people off. Um, But then Utah State also just wanted it more. Everyone on UCLA was kind of like, I don't know, tired. There were five or six of us that really, really wanted it. Mm -hmm. But people beyond that are indifferent. And I think we came out there and Drew and Snap had a real good first couple plays. Um, My goal, my shot that I shot, and I'm like 99% (laughs) sure it went through the hoop and Amber said it did too, didn't get counted. And then we find ourselves down 2-0. And then we're like, all right, well, it's going to be real hard to put him out of range now. And we know Kellen's a super good seeker. And if we can't put him out of range, then... Like, that's pretty demoralizing right from the get go. And then we tried to pull it back and we hung in there. But I mean, Utah State just wanted it more. They played really well. They executed their game plan. They found open chasers. Um, Snap and Drew are great together. They really know how to play with each other and mm-hmm. keep, them, keep control, pass to each other. They know, like, yeah, that was pretty cool to
1: watch, watch how, how much they actually kept control in that game.
2: Yeah. So they just wanted it more. <laughs> they outplayed us. Not having Johnson hurt, we got off to a slow start, and then from there, I mean, Kellen's a really good seeker. We let him have a look, and he caught it. So,
3: yeah, I think that's Utah State's biggest advantage. And like we can talk more about this in the finals. That like Kellen is, I think, by far the best college seeker in the West. Um, but like, I mean, if you go like nationally, like Texas doesn't have a see- seeker at all, um, other than like John Anderson, who's their starting keeper. Mm-hmm. And then you go down to Kansas; they they have. They have a oh, It's like Riley. They have two. Um, they
2: have Riley and Brendan Weary, right? Yeah.
3: Um, but then, like, that's so, like, any in range game, like, you can't, like, if Utah State isn't taken out of range, like, it's, uh, a it's yeah. not even like a 50 50 coin flip. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Well, it, well, I, was actually, totally that, I was actually really happy with our seekers throughout the weekend because they got us off the field pretty quick for most of the days. Elizabeth and Ty did really, really well catching. I think almost all of our catches were in less than five minutes. Um,
4: but yeah, Kellen can be a little streaky sometimes. He had a really rough uh, Tempe brawl three weeks ago because we dropped that unofficial ASU game, mm-hmm. which that one was kind of a fluke because they caught it in six seconds. Like the guy just got there first, <laughs> but he got like he got like two or three sec- or two or three minutes to work on Anteaters, where I think he got more looks than their guy did. Uh, so we didn't have to get upset there. I think, it was, I think he was on the pitch for nine minutes trying to catch in the final against Rain City, uh, and then they suicide caught by accident to give us the 10-point win. So he kind of felt shitty coming out of that, that he wasn't, he wasn't able to close the in-range games. Uh, and then right. even though we won in the final, he felt shitty <laughs> they didn't get to close that. But uh, yeah, he caught all six of them this week, which is pretty crazy. He's never had a tournament like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's real good.
4: How did you guys feel going into that
1: UCLA game? Did you feel like you knew you were gonna win, and was it wasn't more of a "let's just shoot our shot, see what happens."
4: We felt like we could. Like I don't know, the having having beat them in the season, even though it was you know November and UCLA hadn't been practicing much or whatever. Um, you guys were only missing Clarion, right? Were you missing uh, any other big pieces there?
2: Yeah, I think that was it. I wasn't beating yet. Those were the only two major yeah. changes that came on from there.
4: Yeah, so we knew, like, we knew how good Jonathan was, but we knew we had. You know, we'd have him drive on us, and it wasn't like, you know, it didn't, it didn't tear us in half to have him drive on us. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've, we have just so much confidence in Drew and Snap. Mm-hmm. that We feel like we can hang in anywhere, and, and we, like, you know, we trust Kellen. The only thing we were worried about was physicality, <laughs> which, uh, which showed up as way more of a problem in the final than it did against UCLA. Probably, likely, because Jonathan wasn't, wasn't at full strength. UCLA is not a very physical team in general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, um, like,
2: sneaky physical in, like, the sense that people don't expect us to be physical at all, and then we're a little physical, and it catches them <clears> off guard. Yeah. We're, like, if you come in, like, Utah State comes in to play every team hard, and so we're not going to do anything that shocks them or surprises
4: them. How much did a tie play in the Utah State game?
2: Tie? I don't know. Honestly, I played, like, all 18 minutes. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know how much everyone else got in. I don't is a good physical defender, but we needed goals, and Clarion and Kevin are our two better offensive weapons, I think, so I think we played them a little bit more.
4: That was one thing that it surprised me at Chandra Cup, was I think he started the game at beater for, like, brooms up. He got, like, yeah, we two plays we in, in, and then he came in he to...
2: We were hopeful that he could beat early in the season, but yeah. that ended up not working out, which is why I have to beat. I
1: don't know if that was Dye's, weird. Ty is surprisingly underwhelming. I was throwing out some hot takes about Ty this weekend, but... He's not been as great as you should expect a what seven, eight-year-old veteran in college to be. Um, maybe a seeker he is, uh, which, is which is great in its, own, in its own way. Like You need a seeker who can catch. Um, but at, at, especially at beating, he just didn't show up earlier in the season.
4: Um, yeah, I was confused. Do
1: you think it's safe to say that at this point, do you think it's safe to say that Utah State's a better Quidditch team than UCLA?
2: What are you asking? I'll let Cam go first.
1: I'm just talking purely based on, on the three times you see two two times two you see times this, year.
4: this year. two times this year. Uh, I think uh, if we played ten times, we wouldn't go ten and zero, but I think we'd win five or more. Yeah. It's so diplomatic. I mean, that's <laughs> him saying Utah State's a better team, which yeah, I mean, yes, or, I don't know. <laughs> I'd say
2: if we're all healthy, I'd take us. Um, I don't know, seventy percent of the time but I also say we're almost never going to be all healthy. So that's terrible yep. and, ter- and really frustrating for me. Um, but that is what hopefully those 10 games are.
4: Yeah, hopefully those 10 games aren't back to back either. Cause uh, a snapper <laughs> on the human. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd say UCLA is deeper
3: just because you have, you know, a bigger program. Um, yeah. But. And the top lines, I'd, I'd say, honestly, are pretty equal for like, um, the like the top three college teams mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but, like we all have really good players across the board and then the depth kind of falls off for each team oh absolutely um, there's
2: really no second line on any three of our teams i think yeah, and our exactly. problem so, is our mixed set cannot hang with either of your double male sets so
3: yeah so i think honestly at nationals like how well each of us does is like whose top line stays healthy because like, at nationals you know eventually like people go down mm-hmm. um and then whoever makes the deepest run just like whoever's top line people stays the healthiest like, if Eli goes down, then, like, we're kind of screwed, you know?
1: He looked yeah. great this weekend, by the way. Ball he looked out. really, really good. Um, just around the hoops, his movement was incredible. Like, I don't know. And
3: it, Yeah, and then getting um, Kyle Burquist, like, this is his first tournament all season. So, yeah. Eli doesn't have to eat. Helped us a lot, yeah.
1: Um. Anyways, on to... The next relevant matchup, which, because you guys, Cal had a pretty easy, just so everyone else who's listening yeah. gets a picture of how Cal had their route to the finals. Utah State had to go through um, UCLA um, and Raptors, right? right. And the You guys didn't, yeah, you guys played Anteaters on day anteaters one. Anteaters day one. And then, Utah Raptors. Yeah, was just... And then played U- uh, UCLA. Uh, Cal played SJSU on day two and then played ASU. Um, and I think won both of those pretty significantly out of range, to then be in the finals uh, against
4: Utah State. I got a question for Harris. Yeah. Compared to compared to Cal, or how much game planning you did for Cal? How much like like planning as a as a coach did you do for for Utah State? That was Honestly, one thing we were hopefully yeah. planning on too.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I don't even really game plan all that much specifically for gotcha. any team. I just try and tell our team to play our game because honestly yeah, there's too many teams to game plan for. And if we can't <laughs> beat you playing our game, then I try and adapt. Like I really, really was hoping Philip and Ashley could hang with Drew and snap. And when they couldn't, we had to pull them and go me and Justin, but um, I don't game plan because if I game plan, then Jonathan's going to get hurt and something's going to go awry. So honestly, I just try and roll with whatever's <laughs> happening that day.
4: Is Philip the one that started 17? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean,
0: is he the guy
2: like that thinks betting bet? is a tool? Like, well, I don't know. Is he the guy that thinks know. betting is a tool? I never confirmed that. I don't think he's also, the only quick one. Word, quick word on ASU is that I'm pretty sure they lost Aaron Gutierrez, who must have been their seeker who caught against you guys, yes. Cam. Yeah. And he was like, he was a phenomenal seeker and a good chaser and a captain for them. And I think he just quit or something last week or two weeks ago. So he wasn't at oh, really.
4: He's not. Oh, I, thought he, I thought he was the one that caught against uh, AQ in their game. That's no, else he, they like definitely
2: didn't have him this weekend, uh, right. and he's not uh, back, according to um, Celia. I think it was that I talked to. Okay, um, so that really hurts them because they did not have a seeker in any of their games that I watched.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal for them. Send Colton out to seek.
2: Yeah,
1: gotcha. Um, all right, let's talk about the finals. That was an interesting game. That was actually a really fun game to watch. Um. 'Cause Cal came out playing some really, really good defense. Um I thought you guys I mean held it down for solid what seven minutes I'd say. You guys had what three oh up, four oh up. And yeah, I mean
3: Yeah, the only one. I don't know the time. I haven't watched the film, but like
1: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think we went five oh up, twelve minutes in.
1: Right. And then you yeah, just took a little timeout and then kinda of figured that shit out. Um and then came back looking real good. Um I mean, they, they, I feel like Utah State didn't really pressure you guys until that, that turning point in the finals. They kind of just would come up, would see if it worked, would get brought down, and then lose all options, uh, and then turn the ball over on that tackle. And Fennig, I thought Fanning played incredible defense in that game, actually. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> consistently, every single drive ended in the ball carrier being on the floor. Um, it just happened to be that by 12 minutes, Utah State figured out that you can still make a play after being down on the ground, started making passes and shots while on the ground, and, and then that turned things around for them. Um, how did it feel for you guys?
3: Um, I mean for us, um, I know we, we left, like, a couple chances on the board um, in the beginning. Um, like, we felt we should have been up, like, eight zero nine zero. 0 like, things that usually, like, Eli and Maddie convert. But, um, yeah, I know. I mean, defense has been our like Cal's weak spot for the last two, two, three years, and then it was nice to like have that turnaround the season, just like Maddie. And then one of our new chasers, AJ, she plays soccer with Maddie. Um, they like stepped it up physicality wise a lot, um, so that was good to see. And not, not, not like a dig or anything at Utah State, but like we knew at the Chandra from the Chandra Cup matchup, like we knew you guys weren't like super physical at the hoops. Um, And just, like, finishing, so we knew that if we, like, put some hits on and pressure at the hoops, that would be um, a good game plan. And, like, we executed perfectly. Um, Just, like, on offense, we just – Benning missed a couple shots, and then we are just a little off. Yeah, but, I mean, um, Cam, what was your guys' – like? I know you're, like, talking to Harris about, like, game planning. Like, how much did you game plan for,
4: like, Cal and UCLA? Uh, For UCLA – we felt like we, we kind of couldn't game plan very much just because they, they have a little more varied of an offense. Um, they can go behind to Elizabeth and like have an offense start from back there without it being an alley-oop. Uh, they've got like a lot of people that they trust with the ball up top, and then we can't really practice for Jonathan on a basketball court. So uh, <laughs> for UCLA, it was mostly just seeing the film scene that they started Phillip and saying, I want to go like balls out for the first six minutes because mm-hmm. we were like... Uh, just watching the UCLA Cal footage from Heroes Villains, we, were, we weren't worried about anyone until Van Lyten gets in. Um, so we just <laughs> wanted to push the pace and, and get as many dunks as possible before, before that happened. Yeah. Uh, for Cal, we were kind of lucky that we had already been practicing against alley-oop offenses because uh, that's what Rain City and Arizona Scorpions both like to do a lot. Uh, and We prepped a lot for them before, before Tempe. So just having our... We did a lot of like, alley-ooped defense drills with our wings hanging behind, trying to stay between uh, the, the receiver and the hoops and having beaters work on turn beats because um, we figured like either, either fenning drives or, uh, or they get an alley There's not a lot of other stuff that goes on. Yeah. Uh, that's, there's a pretty
1: fair analysis of that game. <laughs> um, going like kind of, talking about the final snitch on pitch a little bit because that was a huge just a shit show i mean like <clears throat> it just seemed like the worst time uh, i don't think anyone wanted to be in that game <laughs> from a spectator's perspective it looked stressful it looked confusing and it looked uh, honestly chaotic and uh what i feel like you guys you especially we were talking about this on the sideline while the game was going on um did a very good job in like Killing time on your offenses, um, at least for the first half of Snitch on Pitch, where you would, you know, look for options. You saw Blake uh, several times. You saw a couple of options several times. And, and you kind of slowed it down to give your seekers a look. Was that a conscious decision decision that you made? Or was it just because Cal was playing better defense, or better, like a different defense in Snitch on
4: Pitch? I think I think it's just the thing to do when you're down two when the snitch comes out. Mm-hmm. I think we were down three and then we scored at like eighteen oh five or something. Right. So it was catch to win for all but like five seconds. But like when you're down two, you figure if if you like exchange two or three offenses, you can't put them out of range, but they can put you out of range. Right. So we're just slowing to slowing it down as much as possible without turning it over. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if you guys have seen the Rain City footage. We tried to do something similar, but they brought their beaters on us really yeah. heavy. And we gave up like two or three fast break goals that allowed them to almost put it back in range. Um, yeah, so luckily I, here, the beaters were looking at Snitch. But in general, we wanted to like we can't put them out of range, probably, unless it goes on for 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. I feel like <laughs> as a starter, you know, that was the only thing that I feel like Cal should have done at that point was to just put beaters on, on Fenning and let him yeah. get two goals up and see if you can hold that out of range. But also, like, yeah. it is difficult to tell with, with someone like Jared snitching where he is strong and he it, did do a great job snitching that game, but he's also short. Like, at the end of the day, uh-huh. if they do put Kellen in, Kellen does have the length. Um, so, I mean, you guys could have put Fenning in. Was there a reason you guys chose to, you were up to for a chunk of that? And then, uh, was there a reason you guys didn't pull Fenning earlier? Because, I mean, he had, as soon as he went in, he had pretty much an instant catch that was he would beat before and then... Um I mean, he just, he just has the ma- matchup against Janet Bailey. Yeah. Um, I don't
3: know. They're just on me as, like, the coach yeah. slash captain to make the sub. And, like, I don't know. It's, like, harder when you're, like, in the game. Of course, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, like, something we should have done. And, like, try to pick up the pace. I think, like, over the course of we, like, added six, seven more possessions to the game, we could have put it out of range, like, a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's just, like, on... Yeah, I guess, to kind of, like, see what's happening in-game and then, like, adjust. And then, like, when we did eventually put him in, we thought um, Mike, who was here, and, like, um, other guy, Jesse, like, we thought they had a couple, like, looks, and they were, like,
4: real close. Mm-hmm. But, they, didn't, they didn't get pretty close. Michael yeah. had a beat before on one, too, I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just, like, and then when Jared got down to one hand, we are like, any, like, it's just going to be whoever gets one one second look at it um and then that's when we kind of put it in fenning but mm-hmm. um like we should put it in earlier but also like fenning was carrying like a super super like big load throughout the weekend because as we mentioned like day one right.
0: um you had to
3: play the different- thing where you have to play more to shut out teams mm-hmm. um, and like i don't we're not like the most conditioned team ever so right
2: yeah. right. Wait, so that game was more than twenty eight minutes long, and the score was seven seven. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, I think it was like five three at eighteen minutes, six yeah. four or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I think both offenses were like didn't play very well. Yeah,
1: snitch on um, pitch offense was terrible on both yeah, sides. That, so. it's, it just wasn't close to
4: non-existent. Was it it was,
2: slow yeah. or they just weren't finishing.
4: Just not finishing. Yeah, not snitch on finishing. pitch. We finished better than, uh, than earlier That's in the true. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
3: yeah, I know there, there are a couple ones that like, as I mentioned, like you guys went after being tackled on the ground, you like kind of dump it off and like someone would be open. Mm-hmm. Um, which was like a little frustrating for us. we like, Oh, like you do all the work to like make the tackle. Right. Um, yeah, that's something like you have to adjust for. And it's just like, we didn't adjust in the game. And like, as it went on, it killed us. Yeah. I mean, Drew and Anthony and, um, I don't know who's the left-handed beater. Adam. He's a rookie. Yeah, he's, like, our only big rookie yeah. that we got this year. Yeah, he's pretty physical. Um, so, yeah, I think as Utah State, as long as they stay healthy, like, make good run at Nationals. Um, yeah, it's like, it, was, it was a fun environment. Like, that's exactly what you want out of a championship
1: game. Yeah, that was a great yeah. game. I, I yeah. mean, uh, it was a great game from both, both sides. I think, like, Cal played a great game. I thought Utah State played a great game. Um, it was just, it was just interesting to watch what you guys wanted so much. Um, like, especially come snitch on pitch from the beaters specifically. I think Utah State's beaters yeah. <laughs> did a great job come snitch on pitch.
4: I wish I'd yeah. been able to see it live. I spent like half of snitch on pitch buried in quaffle dog piles. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I was totally content to stay in to keep it in range. Yeah. But exactly. yeah, I've seen it on tape. It's pretty crazy to watch the beaters work.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know for us, um, there's one... Um, we, we specifically asked, like, Timothy Connor not to be on the ref crew because we've just seen him in previous games and yeah. doesn't like having refs. But, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like everybody's volunteering for an AR spot. At the end, like, you have to volunteer. It's not like there's a ref crew assigned. Right. So, like, forget yeah. it. But, like, he made...
1: But there's enough refs for a championship game to allow the teams that are playing to get the refs that they...
3: At least yeah. not the that they want. Yeah, yeah, but there's one where Kyle, Kyle. uh had a third blood dry on his feet, chucked it at Kellen, and it was like off by like five feet. And then they said that it wasn't a reasonable beat attempt. Mm, and then yeah. yeah, you just lose control. That was and then uh, yeah, that was brutal. There was a lot um, of
1: there was a lot of missed calls in that finals. Yeah. Like I I was pretty surprised by the amount of known calls that were made in that final. It just <laughs> overall, like let's get into that now, because that was one of our topics, was how atrociously bad the refs were. Uh, like barring maybe three, four refs this weekend, I feel like every ref we had was just fucking shit. It was unbelievable, like for a regional championship, you put you have certified refs who just can't make calls. It was just i I mean I felt that on the community side, and I uh, and I'm sure you guys felt something similar, but it just it just felt like the referees didn't make calls
3: um, yeah, I mean, I am Ricky Nelson. Output Out as like a
1: non playing ref, and so did right. like Toby Marsh. Yeah, both, um, I think both of them did a pretty good job as head refs. Yeah, um, um questionable performance in the final, but barring yeah. that, I had a pretty good experience with both of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think people know the problem is just like AR,
3: like especially community teams, you have college refs on them. That I think there's made there's like three good ref college squads from right. Hill West, and they're all up here, right. you know, in this chat. Um, and then, or not ASU, sorry,
1: ASU is great. Um, I mean, it's, it's just stupid to me that they, like, USQ understands which game, like, when you're planning for a tournament, you understand which, which game is going to be a 100-0 to blowout and which game is going to be a 70-40 snitch range game. I mean, that, you're saying that, but I don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean, for the most part. I don't, I don't know that they look at that because they put Stanford on our ASU game. And I had yeah. to email them to say, exactly. like, hey, can I'm we saying. not like, have Stanford? You're yeah.
1: watching, you're, you're creating the schedule, you have unlimited flexibility when you're making the schedule um, I don't think it's the most unreasonable thing to expect at least competent refs in, comp, in like important matches, you know, you always know that a Gambit's Long Beach game is going to require competent refs, so maybe don't put, like, SDQ players to ref that game
3: or, yeah. but you know, well, you're, like, How plugged in is Eric Schneier actually
4: into the West community scene? Yeah, I feel like even right. if you just look at the standings though, like you see UCLA ASU as a one-pot versus two-pot matchup. And you yeah. and you see Stanford, if like you assume, I don't know, shitty team, shitty ref, whatever. Uh you assume Stanford's like not a pot one, pot two team. Right.
1: It's know. not that hard, it's hard to be better.
4: it's, it's really it. hard to be clued
1: in. I mean, I feel like it's part of your fucking job. You're getting you have a yeah. full-time position to run this tournament. The least you can do is do a decent job with it. Not saying that he did a bad job running this tournament, because I thought the tournament ran very smoothly. There was not many, many delays. All of that part was handled very well, which is a great step up for the US keeper. Yeah. I
2: don't like, know. I wouldn't give them so much credit for that. There were so many just, like, open field slots that just catch right. them up, which is super nice. And Maybe they thought about putting those into the schedule, but Scorpion's dropping also helped with that. But they were just, <laughs> yeah. like... I feel like they need a local liaison at these regional championships because there are times where the four of them are just sitting at the table and it's like, hey, I know none of these teams, like, Cal and, a- or Cal and NAU are scheduled to play at 145. There's an open field right there. None of their refs are playing right now. Let's just get it started. Let's go talk to people. Let's get it started. And they, like, never do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with the weather. Like, nobody wants to be there longer than they need to be there. Let's just – when we have time, let's just play. Um like, think about it, like, someone like Michael Aguilar, who wasn't playing, who was there primarily the ref, um, like, and knows pretty much most of the teams, all, if not all the teams there very well, like, pay them an extra 40 bucks, pay them an extra 50 bucks to help you run this shit, and they'll do it, and, like, it's not that big a deal, it's not that expensive, and it'll make the tournament experience go so much smoother for everyone. And it's just, like, ridiculous that they fly, the three of them, or four of them, from regional to regional asking them to run things blindly and like it's not gonna happen it's really not gonna happen like the quality of these events isn't the highest uh it isn't at the most convenient places good teams are just gonna stop going eventually um and it's becoming more and more likely every season
4: yeah. i thought it kind of sucked that we had to choose between uh grass on the field or painted lines for the final because there was that call where Fenning had the second reset because the middle yeah, cone had been bumped back. right? But uh, the side cones that actually were the true and line like, markers yeah, were and, the and, and, other place. Exactly.
3: Yeah, and like, I was thinking about that. I was like, this is a regional final between like two top college programs and like a critical call is because a cone
4: was moved. Like, yeah. I think Keller yeah. maybe doesn't get pushed out twice if he can see the line too. Maybe he maybe he dumps yeah. the ball up or something. Yeah, exactly. So, and like, of they, course, we were going to choose that over mud for safety and for gameplay. Like, we don't want to be slipping around in straight mud for, for a half hour. But yeah. they that said that they were going to
2: rotate fields on day one and they'd not rotate fields at all.
3: Nah. Yeah. And like the least used field, uh, field four was all the way in the corner without lights, but they did not use it during the day.
2: Right.
3: So, yeah. I don't know. Um, wait, Bottle, I have a question for you. This is what I was asking in the chat. Yeah. Would you say are your top five refs? In,
1: in the nation in the nation
3: yeah because you always get i don't know you you have a i don't know so it was funny like i don't know who it was but they're like i feel like bottle always angry reacts stuff. um and then, I, and then
1: I'm like, okay so i will put this out there because many people think that i just angry react because i hate them he ironically
2: uh, angry reacts everything
1: i think liz put it perfectly i'm either angry reacting for reals cause it's a shit post or I'm angry reacting ironically. And it's a great post. So like, go figure, like check your quality and then decide what it is.
3: Okay, um, okay, okay. but the,
2: the top five refs. the ref situation, S-A-R. I think I don't,
1: know, I don't know if I can think off the top of my head, five refs that are great, but I think like- Austin Pitts. Um, Pitts is good. Yeah, I, I thought, I, okay, so Josh was great. Although Josh like just cards right away, which is fine, like I respect it, you set the tone. I think Josh is. Like, there's a difference between being a good player. Yeah, Mansfield. Yeah. Like, there's oh, a difference. I didn't being,
2: like him in our Kansas game.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, there's things that I don't like about Josh refing, but I think overall his he's fair, and I think like that's asking for so little from refs. But that's like you'd be surprised. Like important objective with the calls um like the standards for quidditch refs for me are so low it's unbelievable like i've worked with ucla recreation for three or four years and like i've seen refs who never ref before and never played sports before do a better job than some of these people who've ref quidditch for like six years um and like that's what pisses me off uh that's the stuff that i don't like uh, like refs that make calls stick to them great like every ref makes bad calls i understand that like you just have to stick with the call. You can't just be questioning your own refs. You can't be questioning yourself. You can't be, like, changing things. Uh, like, I always respect a ref that even if they make a bad call, we'll stick with it, we'll have an explanation for it, and we'll move on. I hate that. They refs. don't
2: listen to the players.
1: Right. I, like, I got warnings this weekend for um, backseat refing. I'm like, that's not a thing. Like, either card me for something real or, like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm allowed to talk to you. Like, tell me to stop talking or, like, make a call. You can't just, like, that's what pisses me off, is, like, Quidditch refs are either too non-serious or way too serious, and there's no, like, you, no one flows with the game, and, like, no one understands how to ref, and that's what pisses me off. I flow the game. Huh? No, you were terrible. You were so bad. Um, anyway, yeah, let's talk about teams that are not the three of you guys, because, uh, I thought there were some other teams that deserve props for how they played um, at regionals. I thought Raptors, the Utah Raptors, did an incredible job reaching where they did. They were for a while snitch catch away from getting a bit to nationals. Yeah, and like major shout out to Luke for carrying that team through two days of a yeah. lot of rough games to where he yeah, did dude, it was and, so
3: like, bad, Luke. Like, yeah. like I I Raptors, Western Washington with Burns. And like, it's, it's big, y- by the way, yes, yeah, just- like, okay, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's, if, it's if like you put like Augie on, like, I don't even know, like the fucking like farmers, you know, yeah, and it's just like, and like Luke, like, the, he had no support out there, he's like making dimes to just open receivers, and they're right next to the hooves and just a straight drop, yeah. Um, I, I would if I were him, I would have quit by now, but like props to him for like sticking around and like. Taking them almost to the bid. Yeah.
4: He really he really did carry that team. Um big ups to uh Danica. I think she did a lot of the recruiting trying to get old Crimson people to play for them because they've also got Jared Rothwell, their second keeper, Maria yeah. Stokes, their best female chaser. And they've got some people that are used to winning with Crimson. Yeah. And doing pretty well that are that were putting time in, helping the college team so get better there yeah I definitely agree. I think I, yeah it was it was a good game to watch
1: even the uh, the ASU you've done Raptors game surprisingly it was a pretty good one to watch um,
4: the, the sex the final one the fifth yeah, place the one
1: for the yeah. last bid which is always such a shitty game to like be in or, or watch like it's just you've been through so many losses and so many almost have a bid, especially for a team like Raptors that was consistently every game trying to like get that bid like I think they had a snitch catch against NAU that they looked like they were very convinced was going to get them the bid, um, so on and so forth, like, they'll ha- get them the win. And, like, they've had, they have had some very close games here and there. And it's just, like, shitty to be in that game where it's like, this is it. But, like, Utah Raptors looked like they were just trying all out to get that bid and props to them for, for reaching that point from what was last year a very shit season. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Yeah, oh, I got big hopes okay. for him. We're you know, we're close. We like him a lot. I yeah. think right now, uh, people have put up like the at large standings and the West Region Championship results haven't been put in. The Raptors are like seven spots out of that sixteenth at large spot. Mm-hmm. They went three and three over the weekend, so I hope that sneaks him in because yeah. that puts him from like three and eleven to six and fourteen, which is
2: they jump a for lot like that cloud of teams. Also might not like apply for or accept at large bids. Yeah, I yeah. Know that's what like, last year. It, yeah. It's late and the flights cost a lot more because it's so close to the date. And like we talked to Wizards and we were like, hey, if you guys get like two two or so wins this weekend, do you want to apply if it'll drop down to you? And they all said, like, no, we just don't want to spend the money to go get beat up on by these teams, even if yeah. it is Swiss. Yeah.
1: That's
2: I mean, a yeah,
1: said last year. Change the tournament format from fucking six 64 college teams to less college teams or make two divisions. Like, it's really not that unreasonable to make two divisions out of college. Again, everyone's still there. Everyone's still reffing. Like, you have the slots. um, And, like, there's no point in traveling all the way and just getting your ass beat up. Like,
3: yeah. I mean, it is Swiss. It is Swiss on day one. So, there's that. But, like, I think, I think it's BGSU. Like, I don't want to, like, say anything out. But, like, um us seeing something that like they're turning down the at large or somebody is in the great lakes yeah wow. so like because like it's just not worth it um yeah and there's just like too many teams that can go both on the college and community side like there's 32 community teams or some shit like that or like yeah. Think, yeah yeah That's, and then the thing like, is you like... have no scorpion like, like half of them die anyways by nationals and you have 24 go to nationals mm-hmm. like it's like a joke so I'll cut down the field, but, I mean, we've
1: talked about that. Absolutely. There's just there's just no point to it. I just don't see the point in, in, in doing that, uh, in having – like, mean- a-
2: I see. I see the positive of if people want to go, let them go. Because even if they're going to play and get whooped on, like at least they get to watch. Like I think NAU is a team, that if they go to nationals, even if they get knocked out on day one, if they just watch good Quidditch on day two, they might go back to Flagstaff and like learn how to play Quidditch better and learn like not to just throw the ball ten feet up in the air after you drive in. So I see like the benefit of but bringing I, those I, teams I, if they I, want to come. That.
1: But for but for a team like NAU there's no point in aspiring because at nationals literally making day 2 doesn't mean anything um like the only relevant feat at nationals is maybe sweet 16 i'd say uh for, for like for all college teams combined like all 64 you take the 16 best college teams that's the only relevant pool of Quidditch teams the rest of the everyone except the top 16 is irrelevant um to being a good team and like that's really shitty for everyone else who goes there for the and and and, and i feel like splitting it into divisions just increases that pool, gives the rest of the teams something to play for on day two, or gives those teams something to want to go to Nationals for, other than just, hey, let's watch what good Quidditch looks like. Uh, which, like, hopefully if film keeps increasing the way it has been increasing this season, um, could mean that you don't, don't need to go to Nationals to, like, see what good Quidditch looks like, if you really give a shit. Um, the Constellation Cup, I thought, was a great idea. And I think that's a like an idea that should be brought back that, like, the, you know, beyond the first 24, 25 college teams should just go to console cup, because it means more, it'll give you something to play for, it'll actually help you improve, as opposed to just getting your ass beat, like 110 to 0 by Kenya, uh, or like a UT, or Utah State, or whoever. Um, did you guys do you guys have any other takes on, uh, I don't know, any of the other college teams? Let's look at SJSU. How do you guys think SJSU did? Man, they suck. I need yeah. people. Yeah. They didn't look really accessible. <laughs> I don't know. The, the Y1s game, and, and, and just... like. The college teams in the West just look like they don't have a direction. Barring the three or four good teams, just look like they don't have a direction. They don't know, like, what the fuck they're supposed to do on offenses, what the fuck they're supposed to do on defenses. And it's just, like, really shitty to watch that from teams that are consistently have consistently been good. Uh, like ASU, not that they look atrociously terrible, but they look significantly worse than they did last year.
2: Yeah, they did, they did not look good at all, especially they, you, barring the lack of a seeker.
1: Yeah. I mean, even even they're like ball distribution is close to none, because they pretty much just toss it to Quinn. Uh, and they're like, all right, well, we'll clear lanes because we got money and if you can go through the person, you score. If you don't go through the person, you don't score. And that's, like, really annoying and shitty
2: Quidditch to play. Uh, yeah, but, well, they were never a passing team. They, I, never, I they were never
1: a passing team, up. but they always had options.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: They, they, just they, they at least gave different looks, like, Brentley would swing around behind Hoops, or, mm-hmm. I don't know, they, they used to do more stuff, I feel like, but it's just either Quinn, Colton, Papa Constantino, or Bray, like going up to top hoop every, every drive. Exactly. I
2: don't know. Yeah. There's just not a lot of that personnel would... on any of these college teams.
1: Yeah, but like there needs to be more coaching from the community teams. Like there needs to be more input by the, by the Scorpions on ASU. Uh, then are on NAU. There needs to be more input from the breakers on SJSU, on Stanford. Like, Stanford showed up. Props to them for showing up with fucking seven people dropping out of six and continuing to play. Um, like, those are teams that there's no point in these teams playing quidditch if they're not going to get better. They're not going to recruit anymore. If they like, there's no way Stanford can go and tell people, "Hey, we got last place at regionals. Uh, come join our team." No one's going to fucking join like you, and it's really annoying when when like teams show up with no coaching when they clearly could have had access to coaching um and like I've heard that Breakers is doing some work with Stanford, and that's good, but like I think it's just like on the team on the community teams to like give a fuck about their alma mater uh and and turn around and help them when they need because yeah, otherwise I mean but gonna...
3: I mean, I'll also say in like kind of more optimistic way is like you need someone at the program that's actually like athletic and good at Quidditch. And then that like cares and can do administrative work. Like four years ago, Cal was the worst college team in the West or five. Yeah. Five years ago, we were getting blown out by Stanford. Like how fucking embarrassing is that? Like now, like, I don't know. We like been to -to back-to-back like regional finals. And like that all comes from like Jake caring and like recruiting, like Fennig, like Connor, like you need someone like that at the program. And that's just not something that any of those teams that you
1: mentioned have. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it's, it's like, like, Go ahead. I was saying that I'm not saying that onus is not on the college teams. Like, of course, it's your fucking team. Better take responsibility and make them good. Like uh, I, I think like West College Quidditch and just West Quidditch in general forgets like everyone loves to have fun in the West, but you forget that the most fun thing is to win. Um and there's no way you're gonna help your team grow. If you don't win, uh, you're just going to keep recruiting the same crop of mediocre players or below, and you're going to continue being mediocre. And that, that pool is going to continue to shrink as this sport grows, unless you're good. Uh, unless you're good, you're not going to recruit people who are going to help you be better.
3: Yeah, I mean, you I need mean, I mean, a program stalwart, like someone like Cam, you know, who's been there for five, six years, you know, like yeah you need somebody like that that can do administrative like deal with all the administrative stuff and be a good player and that's a hard combo to find um you know and like for people that for like someone that you would even play quidditch um and like i don't know if like learning from i mean sure yeah community teams are good but like if you're a college freshman you walk in and you see like i don't know like the breakers come in and try to teach you quidditch i'd be like fuck no
1: yeah, sure. I'm not saying, like, take over their practices, because that's a terrible idea, and I hope nobody ever fucking does that. But I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> if you're from a school, or if you're if you're in a region, like, host some stuff, like, host a joint practice. It's not that fucking hard. Like, like, just give a fuck to, like, it's not like community teams are getting people anyway. Like, it's not like they have their practices full. We're getting, like, what, 12 to 14 people to come out and play, like, two scrimmages, get tired, and fuck off. Like... Get extra fodder, get college kids to come out you get to like feel great about yourself and in turn you're helping them get better and it's, it's really not that hard of an ask Um not, not, not saying that like community teams in the West have really much to teach because that's another topic by itself but we get into that another point
4: I think that might be part of why anteaters look so smart a lot of the time is because they still do a lot of shit with funky right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 I, I
0: mean Look good.
4: Yeah, I think if that like if you took ASU's athletes and you had them train with like Funky and be and be buddies with them, they'd probably look a lot better too. Yeah. Like Ante, just have good athletes and everything, but um, I don't know, they they play smarter than I always expect they will. Let right. me see them. I think that's probably part of it.
1: I mean, anti, uh, how how did anti this weekend go this weekend? Let's talk about them for a second, because um, they they ended up getting snagged in a bid. I think they snagged the last bid, right? The
3: fourth kind of like one, because they run. beat
1: ASU, yeah. Okay. Already, oh, yeah. Can someone like, tell me cool. what Tyler
3: Hodges did? I he like, flew back for, like, some homecoming thing.
2: Yeah, he was running for homecoming king of UC Irvine.
4: So he missed our game, yeah.
2: Yeah, he missed <laughs> Saturday night, but then he was back for Sunday.
4: Okay. That's uh, dedication, dude. So he drove all the way up, played. He didn't win.
2: He, <laughs> won. he drove up, played, like, one game Saturday morning, flew down, uh, lost homecoming king, and then flew back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, at least his team qualified, so that flight
2: back was worth something.
4: They got a killer rookie at Chaser. I don't know if you guys have played. Neither of you guys good. have played him much, right, he Daniel? Yeah.
2: yeah, I haven't played him. He's played a him. he's a, a
4: converted uh, community college linebacker that they got. Uh, he a like if
1: he's a killer. Who's short and is really good at Yeah,
4: driving? yeah. He, he hit me harder than anyone else all weekend when we played him on, on Saturday night. Level me.
1: You know, how, how do you guys feel like is going to look nationally? Because I feel like in the West, Kobe plus their chase of core of Rachel and him and Tony and Tyler carries them pretty far. Um, and, and then that's a solid core to rely on. I think they're both, all, all four or five of them are very talented players. Yeah. Uh, but nationally, you do need a little bit more depth. Um, how do you guys think they're going to fare? I
0: think they could be
1: okay.
3: Together. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, they're not a top sixteen college teams around a thirty two.
2: <laughs> I think they could push sixteen. I mean, I don't know much about ten through twenty, but I think they could hang in a game, catch a snitch, and all it takes is one game to get from the round of thirty two to the round of sixteen. So
1: Who's Who's the is it
4: Kobe? Uh no, it's not kid now. Yeah, yeah, they leave Kobe and to beat um. Because otherwise they wouldn't get looks, I think. And they've got Daniel seeking. I don't know who they put their sec- like who their second string is for seeker. Oh, someone who gives them a different string. look. Yeah, I'll just leave Dan in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how we are. So
2: But they're smart enough to play slow. They can score three or four goals on a good team and then hold them to six or seven and catch a snitch to, to move into the round of sixteen.
3: Yeah. yeah, Bottle they beat you
1: guys. They did beat us, that's true. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anything else? Right. ASU. I was just gonna go up from five and talk about everyone nationally. How do you think ASU? I think ASU is gonna do worse uh, than AQ nationally.
2: Oh, absolutely,
1: but by a good chunk. Sure.
4: I wish ASU I had seen them try against, against, against each other. Too. I wish um, I had seen
3: them they try they against each other. First, right? Didn't they in the first game Or like ASU um, oh.
4: seeker just like snuck up and pulled and they were down two. They did. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to watch most of that, but from what I heard, AQ outplayed them. ASU like stuck around long enough to yeah. to get a quick catch, which is that why league. they didn't want to try the second game. Yeah, because they thought they'd yeah. get outplayed again.
3: Yeah. So I mean, I think round of thirty-two again. Same thing.
2: I don't yeah. know. I think they're gonna struggle to go two and two on day one. Yeah, I think it depends if they pull in Swiss. I think they could go one and three.
1: I'm with Ryan on this one. <clears throat> I just don't think they have the be the death required at Nationals to be a contender against any team that's won a game at Nationals. Uh, okay, okay,
3: but, like, also, you're, like, very under, like, like, you have to realize, like, past, like, 20, those teams are, like, pretty shitty. Like, sure, like, like, Amani and Cassandra are, like, good enough against, like, the, the number, like, 27-ranked team, like, whoever that is, whether it's, like, I, I, I don't even know, like,
1: but the number 27th ranked team is not going to get a win. I'm, like The way Swiss goes is they're going to play a team at some point that's going to have a couple of wins. And if, they have, if a team has a couple of wins, which means they have a competent Peter, and if they have competent Peter, they can probably take on Imani and Cassandra. Um, and beyond that, that team starts collapsing when you just put chaser the chaser. This is decision-making. Um,
2: and they just and don't have
1: a seeker. That's going to hurt them.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean this is their worst year in four years. Just, uh, I think they'll be fine, like three years. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, they clearly have a flourishing B team. They have enough people in that program. Um, not that that B team is spectacular by any means, um, but it's, it's something to work on. Yeah.
3: There's like the cycle of a college Quidditch team, unless you're like Texas or Texas state, you know, like, like next year we lose almost everyone.
1: Like, so, next year, Cal will be at the ASU level. Yeah. So, it happens. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a cycle. That's the thing with college sports in general. Um, what about, how do we feel about UCLA going into nationals?
2: I don't know. If we can stay healthy. We could do well. But it's going to be real tough. Hopefully, we don't pull, like, a couple southwest teams on day one like we did last year because mm-hmm. even like sharknados even though we dominated that game they still hurt us like mm-hmm. they hurt three of our male beaters last year and we don't have three male beaters this year so do
3: you guys got to woke
2: up yeah i don't know if it's that john has just got to get healthy ankles and johnson has <laughs> got to play not stupid as shit and super physical against like teams he doesn't need to yeah um if we yeah, stay healthy, I, I don't know. I'd like to get back to the Elite Eight. Um, we have Seeking this year, so that'll help.
3: <laughs> I didn't even realize that was a great bottle.
2: I mean, apparently, I'm the only non-regional championship, despite, like, bottle. Not How many minutes did you play this weekend, bottle? Like, six or
1: something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I don't know. I think... If we stay healthy, I'd watch out for us to make an Elite Eight run, catch a snitch, maybe move into the Final Four. But um, if we lose me, Jonathan, or Justin, we could get bounced early. Yeah. And we have, obviously, like, we have more players than me, Jonathan, and Justin. Like, Elizabeth is phenomenal. Clarion is phenomenal. Um, even our off-ball male chasers are other ones. Like, Michael looked really good this weekend. He's a freshman. Why don't you Kevin Gallagher, pick- Pedro. What?
1: I feel like you didn't play Michael in that Utah State game at all.
2: Michael wasn't there on Sunday because he had to fly home for hospital training.
1: Oh, that explains a lot more.
2: Yeah, so we, had, we only had three male chasers each day because on Saturday, Kevin stayed in the hotel room and studied for his two midterms on Monday. And then Michael <laughs> flew home on Saturday night. So on day one, we had Pedro, Clarion, and Michael, and then Ty before he went to seek. And on mm-hmm. day two, we had Kevin, Pedro and Clarion. Um, and, but I was going to say, we have excellent players like outside of me, Jonathan, and Justin. But yeah. me and Jonathan score most of the goals and run the offense. And if Justin or I go down, then the other one has to beat huge, huge minutes.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- that's where I think Utah State has, like, has an advantage. But, like, you guys are used to playing not completely full rosters. Like what you guys have, 15, 16 people. Like, you guys are used yeah. to playing like long minutes and like, slogging through, which is exactly what you need at Nationals.
2: They've so, just think, proved to be really durable, I think. Utah State, yeah. I've watched them play many, many tournaments for years now and just not get hurt.
4: Yeah, I think 15 is the most that we've ever brought to a regional championship, and we... Yeah. I think we only played 12 people during UCLA and Cal. Um, like it helped that those were the only games we had to get up for, besides anteaters, but yeah. still, like we're, we know how to play a lot. You played, what,
1: eight, seven, eight games this weekend?
4: Six. Six. I do know. Oh. UCLA, sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh, well six games with 15 roster and you won a regional title like that that definitely speaks to your durability as a program as, as a team and i think that like holds pretty well come nationals um
4: yeah, yeah we know There's how to go for it cam we oh. just know how to use like our depth like snap has unlimited minutes in him like he just he has one speed and he he can go at that speed for a really long time um, our point defenders all have terrible cardio, which is why we use three of them over the course of the game, where we Paul. use only one person. <laughs> it's Paul, Blake, and uh, Juan, the, the dark guy. Um, and they can, they can each go for, like, four or five minutes before they should be taken out. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Snap doesn't need a break, but the other guys do. And then, like, me and Kellen have our thing that we work out at Keeper. Um, all right. yeah, it all works out all right. Yeah. What well, do you see
1: yourself going at Nationals?
4: Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too big. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Rochester showed what you can do with two really, really good collegiate beaters. We don't have a bassam as Tom Bottle, like we don't have a bassam, but we got two beaters that can go all day, day two, get looks at the snitch, keep scores low. Uh, once we can finally get back on the grass and and work on hitting each other, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest
3: thing that you guys just need to. It's just like physicality, like right at the hoops. Like finishing, I guess
4: that's just a product not being able to plant grass. Um when we when we practice inside, if someone drives, we're like, Hey, cut it out, like it's stupid to do Mm -hmm. that because no one's gonna stop you. Just work on passing and shooting. Mm -hmm. So we've been like telling each other not to drive and to like, you know, step on a base and fucking banana slip up into the air. So like I don't know, once we start to like we got big guys, it's not like we're all, you know, tiny people that aren't capable Mm -hmm. of being physical. So I don't know if you'd asked me last year Rochester ceiling, I would have been like, you know, lower than they got, whatever. And then you're like, what if they have like a perfect tournament for them? Like everything goes right. And I would have been like, I don't know, final four. Really?
3: So. <laughs> so I mean, like the model is there, because so. like you know, Mike Paskett totally got hot, so Cali gets hot. Um, yeah. I think something that's really underrated with the Rochester one was Tim Kwan, their third beater, and like yeah. they did um, two very solid female chasers, which like no one talks about, but like yeah. having that third beater. To rotate and like Tim is just yeah. as good as the other two, like, it's way more mobile than Steven or Perry. Mm-hmm. So, that was something yeah. that like no one talked about. So, um, say like, having a really, really good third beater was key to them. But
0: yes,
4: I, to I, be actually, clear, I'm not making a direct parallel between us and Russia yeah, well. yeah, yeah, no, 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 I know, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. But the blue <laughs> is they... different models than we've seen from other champions who are like 21 deep with good players and had like mm-hmm. at least two stellar people at every position. You apparently don't need that.
1: Yeah, f- uh, yeah. for the team USA count players on every position
2: <laughs> well yeah uh, with the new Nationals format if you if you get lucky you get to play a couple of bad teams and then you can catch a couple of snitches quick like you can be on the field yeah. for not very long that, that helped was us a weird. lot
4: last year we got the easiest draw like possible yeah. <laughs> last year yeah we got super yeah, lucky like so. four, five,
3: four or five regional champions in our flight so,
0: yeah
3: <laughs> you
4: Okay, I think that I, should wrap up. We're a, like uh, how far does Calga, how
1: yeah, Cal go though? Yeah, way to skim past
4: We went out of order weird. there. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I mean, I think we'd win it. Like, I think we have like the best female player in college, um, Maddie. Like AJ is like better as a better defender than her. I Like the best keeper in college. She looked great this weekend. She which number is you... AJ? Uh, twenty-two. She's the one on the picture. On the graphic that model posted. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I know she is. Yeah, I mean, so like, and then Eli is the best off-ball chaser in college. Like, it's so like you have those three. He's, I mean, yeah, he's a good player. I don't know, name someone better. Like, I, I, I was trying to think of like the one. Um, but... I mean,
2: he doesn't create
1: anything for himself. Uh, yeah. In a in a yeah. pressure situation, like he's a great finisher. He's a great like. He's, he's great for Maddie. Like it works incredibly well with Maddie and and Finning, But outside, I the think system, that's why
3: I said off ball. Yeah. Yeah. Said off ball. Yeah. But basically, it's as our beating takes us. Like, um, like like nobody has any qualms about batter chaser, especially our defense.
0: Um.
3: Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's just like our beaters. We don't run like two. Like like we have like four solid beaters. Um. But like none of ours are like great. You know.
1: So like, I do think that your chaser defense is gonna play a far bigger factor in a national at a national level than yeah. it did against the Utah State. because uh, beaters are gonna look significantly worse at a national level. So your chaser defense will have to play less until it's important for them to play. And at that point, they'll be primed to play. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so I mean like um so like if if you know if can get hot, get a couple poles and like our beaters. Somehow get better in the next two months, when we make the finals, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like aiming for like a final four
1: finals run for us, yeah. I feel like this, the, despite the loss, um, I feel like it doesn't really change it, it shouldn't really change the conversation around KL. Um, if anything, it should just change the conversation around Utah, um, state, Utah State. <laughs> um,
0: but, yeah a pinch of salt and I don't know um,
1: yeah we'll Scoop talk a about the to community of it at some point maybe. To nice yeah congrats. too many cooks, too many cooks. too many, cooks.
0: Too many, cooks. Too many cooks. An ounce of smile so sweet A dash of cool to add the heat And you've got too many cookies